Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in once again. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you, as ever, for taking the time to tune in. Yes, the big festive period is fast approaching. We've got another action-packed show this weekend. We've got full fixture lists in the Premier League Championship, League One and League Two. So lots to cover on today's episode. We're going to recap the Premier League matches from midweek as well. When we talk about the Premier League section, we've got fantasy football to look through. We've got bomb-proof trebles to look through. We came agonisingly close last weekend on the joint bomb-proof treble. But we'll go into that in more detail later on in the show. Um, but lots and lots of talking points in the Premier League, I feel, this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Lo- loads of talking points. So, uh, yeah, we'll start off with a Premier League. Where do you want to start? So much has happened since the last recording. Um, yeah. Southampton, as predicted on the podcast, Mark Hughes has uh, been sacked. Uh, again, no real surprises, I don't think. Ralph Hassenhutl. Hassenhutl. <laughs> the former Leipzig uh, boss is their new manager. Uh, we had the big derby weekend. We had Jurgen Klopp running on the pitch. Jordan Pickford's horror show. Uh, Eric Dyer and Aaron Ramsey. Arsenal's comeback. So much to discuss. Absolutely, lies. Um, Yeah, where to start is a great point. Uh, is there anything you fancy for the 12.30 Saturday kickoff? It's Bournemouth-Liverpool. Um, yeah, there is, actually. When, when you look at Bournemouth, they're up to seventh in the league now, above United, um, you know, right on the heels of Everton, uh, level of points, actually. A little bit of a gap between them and Arsenal, but Bournemouth's Premier League is sixth or seventh, right? That's kind of their realistic game. And yeah. they've been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Liverpool, crazy, crazy. The, their defence is, is carrying them at the moment. Um, something that you would never have said about them last year. Only conceded one goal at home all season. I know this game's away, but that's just testament as to how tough they are to break down on the road they are a little bit more vulnerable for sure um i think they will win this game but i I can't see bournemouth not scoring especially at home um so i think you will be able to get a bit of a combination liverpool to win and both teams to score that's priced at 21 to 10 and i i quite like that to be honest yeah that is decent And to add further fuel to that, uh, Bournemouth have only failed to score at home in one game this season across all competitions, and that was in their derby against Southampton. So, yeah, I definitely think they're good value to get on the score sheet here. Yeah, last five games between these two clubs as well. Bearing in mind, they are all 2016 and on due to Bournemouth obviously being relatively established now, have been over 2.5 goals as well so promises to be a cracker for me uh the 21 to 10 liverpool to win both teams to score let's move into the three o'clocks then plenty of three o'clock games on saturday um i'll stick here with the team to win both teams to score market i actually like arsenal at home to huddersfield and that's for arsenal to win both teams to score hmm. it's a bit weird actually Huddersfield have been playing a very attacking brand of football in their last few games. I think they had 22 shots in their midweek in their midweek game away at Bournemouth, which is very strange for Huddersfield, especially playing away from home. Yeah. And then we see they're putting a lot more emphasis on attacking football. They are scoring goals as a result of that. And then we see with Arsenal, we know they can see plenty of goals, but they also score lots of goals. Um, they had that fantastic performance in the derby. I think thoroughly deserved their uh, 4-2 win against Spurs. And then again in midweek, a tough game. Despite how bad United have been, it's never easy playing Manchester United away. So to go there and get a draw, I'm sure Emery will be happy with that. Yeah. So I, I do think at home they're going to have way too much. They're going to get 2-3, three, 
maybe four goals. But Huddersfield, I do think, could get one from a set piece or so. I like I like your thinking, for sure. Um, a sense of but? No, no, there's no but, actually. <laughs> I was going to say... Um, the where I look at, I can't, I actually agree with you. There's no but. Airily, you're looking at you know Mounier is probably going to be suspended, uh, red card. Uh, Del Poitier will potentially come in. Uh, Terence Congolo, uh, Jorgensen. They've got Billing in midfield, who's six foot seven. These guys are all six foot two, six foot three built strong players good in the air um how many players can you say for arsenal uh can match their aerial prowess Aaron Moy, Alex, Alex Pritchard greatest set pieces I can definitely see where you're coming from um yeah. the fact that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has scored one goal less than the entire Huddersfield side um at the start of December kind of shows the gulf between the, the two teams. But, yeah, I could see Huddersfield nicking a goal. Yes, yeah, it's 9-5 to five if you do fancy Arsenal to win both teams to score. That's crazy. Aubameyang, I think I've read as well, he's had 10 shots on target, scored 10 goals, something insane like that wow. as well. Wow. Really impressed with his goal in the derby, by the way. Here's the one from open play, obviously. First time finish. I honestly, I was watching it live, and I didn't even realize what happened. <laughs> I mean, it just—it's so out of the norm for a striker to do that, and just yeah. so kind of clever and trying to trying something different. And it, I couldn't even keep up with it on TV. Imagine being a goalkeeper; yeah. it, was, it was a great goal. And uh, yeah, he when he signed, I I remember me and you were thinking like, this is a serious signing. And he's proving to be exactly that. Um, Bargain as well. Yeah, yeah, in the modern market. Crazy. Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, in the modern market is, you know, they've got him for probably 20 mil less than what he's worth, in my opinion. Easy, easy. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's look at a very important game at the bottom of the league. And this will lead us very, very nicely uh, to talk about our new German friend, Ralph Hassenhuttel. Come so, on, I want to hear you say this in a more German accent. Ralph Hassenhuttel. <laughs> to, to be honest, he's not even German. <laughs> he's not German. No, he's, Austrian. <laughs> he's Austrian. <laughs> he's Austrian. But, yeah, basically, Hassenhuttel, he has his first game. He was not in charge for the defeat to Tottenham in midweek. Uh, that was actually the um, reserve goalkeeper, Kelvin Davis, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for that one game. I'm assuming he would have had some kind of you know input at half-time and full-time. But he takes over properly on Thursday. This is his first game. And what a game it is as well in terms of importance. It's Cardiff City away. So Southampton currently occupying 18th on nine points. Uh, Cardiff 16th on 11 points. Um, in terms of the game, I don't know enough about Hassan Hudul to make a prediction. There's obviously always the new, there's the new manager bounce. I've read up on his style of play and what kind of you know, football, he's going to end up playing. But I don't know how we'll play out this game. I think the safe bet for me would be both teams to score. The Cardiff have definitely improved since the opening, you know, five weeks of the season. They were diabolical. Um, Their last two home games have yielded 2-1 victories against Brighton and Wolves. Uh, they're the only team to score at Anfield this season. They lost narrowly to Leicester. Uh, they were beaten relatively comfortably by West Ham, which would have been a bit disappointing. Only just beaten by Everton. Like This is by no means you know, <laughs> too much to write home about, but it's a damn sight better than what they were doing. Um, yeah, and at home, uh, they have started to find the back of the net 
Um, 11 goals now in eight games. Again, not amazing, but way more than what they were uh, producing before. And yeah, for me, I would edge towards Cardiff, to be honest. But both teams to score for me, 10 to 11 is a really good price. Yeah, that is a good price. Um, I'd probably take a watching brief on this one. It's going to be really interesting. Like, Hassan Huttel, we might be slaughtering his name. I've not actually heard it pronounced by anybody apart from ourselves. He's an appointment that seems more in the mould of like Yakumans, Pochettinos, that the older Southampton, when they first came into the Premier League, played an attractive brand of football. Um, recently, they've had what Hughes, Puel, Pellegrino, and it's been pretty drab and dour. Not the Southampton that everybody really liked to watch as a neutral. So I think it's a step in the right direction for them. And I think it will be a good appointment in the long term. He'll probably need to get to January, do a bit of buying and selling. But yeah, for, for this game, it, uh, it's, it's a tough one to call. It really is a tough one to call. Cardiff have impressed me in the fact that they're picking up wins when it really matters. So these games where they're playing in the teams around them, like they beat Fulham, beat Brighton, beat Wolves, you know, potential relegation rivals, Cardiff are getting the wins. They can lose to Liverpool. They can lose to West Ham. They can lose to Everton. They're not really expected to win those games, but they're really winning and turning it on when it matters. And that's what's impressed me about them. Totally agree. And um, big, big, big testament to Neil Warnock. The team's confidence and self-belief uh, after the first five games, especially, must have been must have been just absolutely on the floor. Yep. To be honest, um, you know they they had a really tough start in not in terms of of fixtures really, just results. And Warnock has somehow managed to to turn that around. And you know since they got their first first home win and first win of the season, twentieth um, of October, home to Fulham, as you mentioned. Um, you know, they've won two of their three home games since then. So definitely a fortress to be reckoned with at, at the moment, Cardiff City Stadium. And, you know, it looks like it will continue. Yeah, absolutely. Who shall we go to next then? Let's have a look at the West Ham Palace game. I really like the look of West Ham. I think they're a very good price at six to five. West Ham have suddenly hit a decent run of form. Um, two wins on the bounce now, three wins in the last five games. Palace, on the other hand, continue to struggle. They've lost every game on the road this season, aside from the recent draw against Manchester United in their midweek game against Brighton. They conceded two and then struggled to score against a 10-man Brighton side, which is not a good sign. West Ham have scored three or more as well in three of their last five games. It is a blow for West Ham that Arnautovic looks like he's going to be injured for a number of weeks, but they overcame that in midweek. Snodgrass chipped in, Mikhail Antonio chipped in, Hernandez has started to find the back of the net as well. Felipe Anderson is in good form, so I definitely think they've got enough options now in that squad to cope without Arnautovic for a couple of weeks, especially because they've got a generous run of fixtures too. So yeah, for me, West Ham a decent price. At six to five to beat Palace, very good price. Palace, a lot has been documented about their struggles at Selhurst Park. They haven't won any of the last six, like you said, away from home as well. Um, Palace, for me, Palace are in. They're in huge, huge danger. Yeah, huge. Yeah, I'd go as far as saying they are. They're one of the teams I'm looking at as. Yeah. Not certainties to go down, but like they're in a giant, giant ish like problem right yeah. now. They they can't score. Playing Zaha up front is not working. Townsend, yes, he scored a banger last week, uh, last Saturday, but that's not a striker's a striker's goal. Do you know what I mean? He could score that from the wing. Townsend does this. He'll 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 be anonymous for weeks, months, even. They don't score a banger. Everyone's going, oh, yeah, Townsend, that was good. Yeah. You know, week in, week out, he's largely anonymous. The thing is, they're playing them two up front. 
They're your two wingers. And if you look at Palace, okay, they lost a big, big, a big derby game midweek away at Brighton. Milivojevic scored a penalty. Consolation, they're 3-0 down, as you said, to 10-man Brighton. Yeah. And he went top scorer with three, all three from the spot. They don't do, if they don't go out and get at least one striker capable of hitting the back of the net, they'll go down. The reliance on Zaha is incredible. And he's, he's just not performing to the standards he was last season. You know, Roy did a really good job last season. Absolutely amazing to keep them up. But a lot of that was because Zaha was in such good form. It papered over a lot of cracks. Um, now Zaha's not performing as well. Those cracks are really starting to show like bloody Grand Canyons. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Zaha, number one, is playing out of position. Number two is he is such a winger. Such, in terms of like technical ability, maybe like his mental skills, they're not there. Like they're, He's not a striker. That, that, that's not Wilfred Zaha. And, but, you know, the final thing I'll say is, you know, teams have worked out, stop Zaha, stop Palace. Yep. So, you know, he's getting extra attention. West Ham, absolutely back to the game, six to five at home. Take that all day. Anything else for Saturday you like the look of? Well, you know, I expect United to get a victory against Fulham. Do I have... Justin? I don't. I really don't. Mate, I, honestly, honestly, I ex- do I want to bet on them at all in any shape or form, especially at two to seven? You must be absolutely dreaming. But I think that they've got to be a team that's... Uh, you got to beat Fulham at home, haven't you? Surely. You should, but they've been so bad. I'm actually looking at an outsider bet here. Fulham double chance. 23 to 10. They're just a bit over 2 to 1. Man U have been woeful. Absolutely woeful. If I'm looking at some of the games they've played against teams, you'd really be expecting them to be beating. They played Derby, Wolves, Palace, Southampton, Brighton, West Ham. Six teams there, United should be beating. They've not beaten any of them. It's so poor. So, so poor. They've got a bit of a defensive injury crisis. I say a bit. Mourinho is moaning about it in the press and he played five defenders in midweek against Arsenal, so it can't be as bad as he's saying. They've only kept one clean sheet at home in the league as well. It's uh, it's not good. I, I, I genuinely, genuinely fancy Fulham to get something here. Hey, you must be crazy. You must be crazy. No. This is a team, right? This is a team that... Three weeks ago, or four weeks ago, beat Juve away. I know, yeah, you can say all you like. They didn't deserve it. They won the game against a team that's been in the Champions League semi-finals and finals last couple of seasons. Yeah. Just because they've had a couple of bad games does not mean they won't beat Fulham at home. Fulham oh, are a joke, Tom. They are a joke. They've not been a joke since Ranieri took over. Come on, he's had three games, one win, one draw, one loss, and that loss was 2-0 to Chelsea. They didn't get embarrassed by any means. No, they didn't get embarrassed, but they lost. Well, so will most teams will lose to Chelsea. Yeah, well, most teams will lose to United, especially the small small teams. Well, will they? I'm not so sure. Okay, well, Profit Chasers, if you want to go and pipe dream with Tom Pipkin, feel free. He fancies Fulham to win 6-0. Uh, I think I think United will get a standard 1-2-0. Maybe they'll concede, uh, but they'll get the win, I think. However, do not bet on them at 2-7. My God, Absolutely do not. not. If you take one piece of advice from that section, do not bet on <laughs> Manchester United at 2-7. No. no, that was supposed to be just a little passing comment. I didn't expect it to, to uh, turn into that. Anyway, um, there is quite a tasty-looking game at 5.30 on Saturday. Uh, Chelsea priced at 16-5, to 5, which I find amazing, to be honest. That is huge at home as well. It's crazy. 
Um, you've got a draw, eleven to four, or if you fancy City, they're four to five. Crazy, crazy price for Chelsea. Obviously, it's going to be a great game, regardless. I want to get your thoughts on uh, on the magnitude of this game, number one, and uh, who you think is going to win, and the thoughts on that Chelsea price. Yeah, we'll start with the price for Chelsea at home. That is huge, considering that you know this is a Chelsea team who I believe are unbeaten at home this season. Yeah, yeah. I've got a price here, which it's not amazing, but I do think it should come in. Um, I like under 3.5 goals. That's priced at 1 to 2. I say that because classically, although it's two very good sides coming up against each other, they don't usually tend to have a lot of goals. So in 14 of the last 16 matches between the two sides, under 3.5 goals has come in. There's a lot of 2-0s, 1-0s, 2-1s, 1-1s. Lots of lots of games have come in under 3.5 goals between the two sides. Um, this isn't a game for me where you're going to get 3-2, 3-3, anything like that. So rather than pick a side, I'm going to take a few splinters in my backside and go <laughs> with the under 3.5. I am, um, yeah, I, uh, I mean, when you look at Man City, They've conceded two goals on the road <laughs> all season. They've scored 45 in all all games in the Premier League, conceded only seven. I just, I'm struggling to see past the Man City. I honestly am. This is a huge game for Chelsea. I think if you lose this, what, what hopes they have of winning the title are not, done but you're, you're leaving yourself a giant mountain to climb um, oh, for me they're done if they don't win this that if, if they lose this to City they'll be what four, 14 points no, 13 points behind yeah are yeah. Man City going to lose the five games that are required no. for Chelsea to overhaul that I can't absolutely see absolutely not no, maybe I was being too polite. Maybe they're finished <laughs> as it is. But um, yeah, for me, I can't see past Man City four to five. It's I, honestly, I get I'm getting sucked in. This is the best team we've seen in the Premier League for years, for years, and yeah. they're four to five away at Chelsea, who have just lost to Wolves. Yeah, yeah for me, I, I'm sticking my neck out. I'm going for City. Four to five for me. Don't stick your neck out too far, mate. You might... <laughs> Honestly. Well, mate, look at you yeah. with your splinters. Oh no, I know, I know, I know, no. Um yeah. If I had to if I had to pick a side, I'd go with Man City. But based on historical uh results, under three point five is the uh, it's the safest bet for me. Yeah, yeah. History is history. In terms of the game, Tom can't decide, doesn't want to stick his neck out. Me, I'm going for Sky Blues, Man City, 4-5. to five. Okay, um, anything else from the Prem that takes your fancy? We've covered quite a lot already here. Yeah, we have. There's uh, just a lot of talking points in there. you got 7.45 kickoff uh, Saturday night. Leicester, Tottenham. Really, I think... That Tottenham are a bit of a banana skin for me. I'm I'm not convinced by them at the moment, especially after that Arsenal defeat. Uh, going on the roads against a Leicester team that hasn't lost in the last seven games. <sighs> I don't know what you think, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really not convinced by Spurs as it stands. Um, I won't, to be honest, I won't be too deterred by the Arsenal game. Arsenal. A very, very good side. Before that game, we were saying how good Spurs were away from home. I think they had the best away record in the league um, before that match. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too deterred. The price, it could be a bit more generous. But um, if I had to pick a team, here, yeah, I'd go with Spurs. 
Yeah, I I would. I get what you're saying. Harry Kane is in some really nice kind of steady form, but uh, Leicester haven't lost in seven. And for me, the uh, the Arsenal result, what that does to Tottenham mentally, might uh, you know might cause an issue. Yeah, poss- possibly. You know, they responded pretty well in midweek against Southampton. Yes, Southampton a poor side at the moment, but um, you know, comfortable three one win, only conceding in what the ninety third minute, I think. So um, that will certainly help. Uh, repair some of the damage that was done at the weekend. Yeah. Um, Sunday, Newcastle Wolves. Monday, Everton Watford. Anything you'd like to kind of predict for those games? Sunday, no. Newcastle, bag of Revels versus Wolves. Second bag of Revels. Uh, Wolves, we were talking about this off air, weren't we? You know, you cannot predict what's going to come for them. They lose. They lose to Cardiff, they lose to Huddersfield, they beat Chelsea. Um, Newcastle, again, look like they've turned a corner, win three on the spin. Then they get panned at home to uh, West Ham. Then they grind out a decent one-all draw against a good Everton side. So they're flattering to deceive a bit at the minute too. So for me, I'd leave this one well alone. I don't know about yourself. Oh, well alone. Wouldn't touch it with a bloody barge pole. Um, no. Monday. Monday night football, I do like the look of Everton. Three to four at home to Watford. Um, Everton are, are performing well for me. I, you, you've got some something for Watford, haven't you? You don't like going against them. No, I don't. I don't like going against them. They haven't won in their last five, and I still get scared about going against them. They just you talk you talk about Newcastle being a bag of revels. Oh my God! Look at Watford. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get from them. Um, one thing you, you can guarantee is the game has goals in it. Um, yeah, I, I just I just wouldn't go against Watford for me. But obviously, you think you know best. Yeah, Hogan knows best. <laughs> yeah, Marco Silva up against his former employers as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Much better, much more consistent. They've got a solid home record. Watford not won in the last five. So, no, not for me. Fair enough. Well, that was quite a lengthy uh, Premier League section. Um, Yeah, a lot to cover. Let's move on to the second tier then. Um, I'm going to get us started and I'm going to do what I did last week, which I knew drove you insane. I'm going to mention Nottingham Forest. <laughs> I knew you wanted to uh, to tip them, but I just had to get <laughs> there. <laughs> so, the boys in red. Forest, quite surprising to most, um, are up in the playoff places. Uh, the overhauls in January and uh, the summer uh, are starting to bear fruit, really. Graben is the top scorer in the championship now, which is absolutely fantastic. He's got 14 in 19, uh, which is great. Uh, Joe Lolly has just recently won championship player of the month. And they're at home against the Preston side down in 18th. After a couple of years of flirting with the playoffs, it has to be said, uh, very silently, but flirting nevertheless. Um, they they're struggling a bit. They've only won the one game away from home, uh, lost six of the ten, and drew the other three. Uh, only managed eight goals on the road all season. Um, for me, I think this is one of the most comfortable championship um, games to predict. Forest at home, evens. I think you'd be crazy not to. I'm going to look at Friday night's game. West Brom against Aston Villa. Uh, this one's on Sky, 8 o'clock kickoff. This one just screams goals, does it not? The yes. two highest scoring teams, by a way, to be honest, in the championship, um, come face to face. West Brom, 42 goals from their 20 games. Aston Villa, 39 goals from their 20 games. So both teams averaging pretty much two goals per game at the moment. Um, 
West Brom haven't kept a clean sheet for, I think, 12 games in a row. And to say they're in third, despite conceding so many goals, is testament to how good their attack is. If they didn't have, like, Jay Rodriguez, Harvey Barnes, Dwight Gale, etc., they'd definitely be struggling. They wouldn't be in third, I'll tell you that much. Um, so, yeah, Villa have really started to turn a corner. They've won four out of the last five. Uh, likewise, West Brom won three out of the last four. What I'd actually tip here is Aston Villa. Uh, they're more defensively sound than West Brom. They're scoring plenty of goals, as we mentioned. So, in their last game, they scored three away at Borough. Prior to that, five against Forest. Prior to that, four against Birmingham. Prior to that, three against Derby. Literally, goals for fun. So, yeah. Villa, double chance for me, considering how West Brom are so leaky at the back. Uh, it's 8-13. to 13. Yes, well, you know, we've said before, haven't we? West Brom, shocking at the back, really, okay. for, a, for a promotion chasing club recently relegated terrible but you get the sense they just don't actually care um and i think that will eventually bite them in the bum i see what you're saying about villa um i don't i don't know i I, i'm disagreeing a lot with you tonight um for me both teams to score is a safer bet um it's one to two so the bookies definitely agree with us um, but I don't. I I get where I get your angle. I just I'm not that brave for Villa. Just don't believe in him enough. No. Okay. Uh, let's talk about a team that I certainly do believe in, and for good measure, surprise league leaders, Norwich City. Um, relative straightforward home game. Doesn't take a genius to tip top of the league at home to 23rd in the league. They got Bolton Wanderers. They are priced at one to three. Um, so it's a very, very tight price. The one thing I would warn you if you are going to go for this one to three, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Norwich went when, uh, 1 0 down at home to Rotherham um, on Saturday. They've drawn to Hull. They had that crazy game with low mil, lowly Millwall where they had to you know, fight to and fro for the lead. It's not going to be clear-cut despite Bolton's kind of poor form, their low league position. That's one thing I will say, one to three. It doesn't need too much time on the show. They should win. Yeah, they definitely should win. Yeah, they definitely should win. Uh, I really like the look in Norwich at the moment. Don't like the look of the price. Uh, one more tip for the championship for me. Uh, Birmingham City at home to Bristol City. Birmingham priced at 23 to 20. Currently doing very, very well. They're in ninth in the league, just sitting four points outside the playoffs. They're the only team in the championship to have an unbeaten home record. Um, they've got a very, well, obviously, they've got a very strong home record, but they're scoring plenty of goals with that as well. Um, three unanswered second half goals against Preston uh, in the last game. Prior to that, at home, they scored three against Hull and prior to that, three against Sheffield Wednesday. So they do tend to score plenty at home. Um, I think they go too much for a Bristol City side who are pretty poor this season, to be honest. Uh, very, very underwhelming. Yeah, really underwhelming. Um yeah. Absolutely did not expect Bristol City to be where they were, especially after last year. There was a lot of hype. Um, you know, they spent, again, a decent amount of money for a championship side, probably for the second summer in a row. Uh, yeah. Feels very underwhelming this season, and I agree with your tip. Uh, I think you've, you've left one out, and I'm interested to hear why. I'm sure you've got a reason. Um, I'm looking at Leeds. Leeds are at home. They are four to seven, so it is you know quite a poor price to be honest. Uh, they're at home to QPR. Uh, QPR, we've mentioned on the show before that they are no kind of pushovers. 
me and Tom expected them to be, you know, bottom five or so. They're actually sat in 11th. Um, my concern is Leeds have lost one game at home all season, only conceded five goals, and QPR have a indifferent away uh indifferent away form they have managed to get draws you know at stoke um you know they've got some decent results on the road but largely it's at loftus road where they where they excel for me the leeds game is going to be just that step too far for them and a uh four to seven fancy leeds to to get the win yeah yeah they should the price doesn't attract me whatsoever four to seven because uh, QPR no. aren't a bad side are they I know they lost last week when they shouldn't have done to Hull and uh, put a spanner in our um, joint bomb proof treble but they are scoring goals they scored at least two in the last four games so uh, they do carry that attacking threat Leeds are really getting the rub of the green at the moment I feel decisions going their way mistakes going their way I think their recent results look a bit better than they probably should do. So like the draw against Forest, for example, their goal was a uh, handball shouldn't have counted. Last weekend, when they played Sheffield United, the Sheffield United keeper literally passed it to Pablo Hernandez. Yeah. He had an empty net to shoot in. So things are going for Leeds and it's making things look a little bit better than they perhaps are. But um, no, they should beat QPR. I get what you're saying about QPR, but I I feel like, like you said, everything is going for Leeds, yeah. and I don't see why a home game against QPR would be anything to stop them. To be honest with you, no, no, they should they should win. No, they should win. Uh, so pretty much that for the championship then. Yep. Yeah, let's look at League One. No surprises. It doesn't take a genius to tip Portsmouth. They've got a home game against Southend. They're priced at four to six. This should be comfortable win. Two nil, maybe three. Top of the league. I can't see really any reason why you wouldn't go with Portsmouth here. They're having a very very good season. They're in the automatic promotion places by six points with a game in hand. They've won the last seven games in a row. They've not lost since the 6th of October. Really impressive. Southend shouldn't pose too much of an issue. No, no, I agree. Um, I'm going to look at a fellow promotion hopeful. Um, it's Luton. Luton Town are in third. They obviously got promoted last year, so it's their first season back in League One. And they find themselves in third, which is incredible. Uh, two points off Sunderland. Uh, Sunderland occupy second position right now. Um, they've got a game at home to Fleetwood. Uh, Fleetwood are definitely capable of being a little bit prickly. Um, that's for sure. Luton, however, they are unbeaten at home all season. Fleetwood, in their last uh, few outings um, away from home, they've lost to lowly Plymouth. Uh, they've been beaten by Berry. Um, they have been beaten comfortably 3-0 by Gillingham, beaten at Peterborough, beaten at Portsmouth. It's actually it's only October the 6th was the last time that they picked up any points on the road when they uh, beat Doncaster at the Keepmoat Stadium. So um, definitely not a good bunch of travellers at Joey Barton's Fleetwood. Um, you can get Luton at eight to fifteen, so I appreciate there probably will be better prices out there, but that one for me seems like a like a uh, certainty. Yeah, I agree. Luton are smashing it, aren't they? Really smashing it. And I think it's worth saying again for me personally. I think it really highlights that the gulf between League One and League Two isn't that big, because you're looking at the four promoted sides from League Two last season. We're in third. 9th, 10th and 11th in League One. Wow. Yeah. So they've all come up and really taken to League One like a duck to water. Yeah. Yeah, really impressive, actually. Didn't, didn't quite realise that. Um, so, yeah, 
good good highlight there, Tom, for sure. Uh, so next thing for me, Wickham and Barnsley. So the price for both teams to score here is four to six, which isn't too bad to be honest. Wickham score lots of goals at home. Um, in recent home games, they scored three against Shrewsbury, uh, one against Peterborough, three against Rochdale, three against Gunthorpe. Um, so they do tend to, uh, they're not shy of a goal. Barnsley, on the, on the other hand, doing very well in the league, but also conceding goals. In the last few games, they conceded four against Sunderland, two against Southend, three against Man City under 21s. So there are, there are gaps. They score plenty, concede as well. So I think you've got two sides here who attack very well. And in Barnsley's case, they are leaky at the back. Result-wise, couldn't call it, but both teams should score. Yeah, result-wise, not sure. But both teams to score seems um, the sensible bet there. Uh, it leads me nicely into my next tip, actually, which is both teams to score as well. Um, it's Peterborough and Oxford. Uh, priced at four to six. Peterborough, six of the last seven games, both teams to score. Oxford, two of the last three games, both teams to score. Um, Oxford certainly capable of notching. Uh, they've scored two in the last game, four previously. They did draw a blank against Bradford, three against Forest Green, one against Gillingham, three against Wickham. Three against Scunthorpe, you kind of you get the gist. Yeah. Um, four to six, both teams to score. Peterborough typically better away from home. Um, at home, they have been a little more ropey and allowed teams like Oxford uh, to sneak away with draws or uh, even victories. And um, despite Oxford's dreadful away record, um, I do think you'll get both teams to score with Oxford's away record in mind, where they haven't won a single game away from home this season, Peterborough to win and both teams to score, which is something I do like the look of, is 11-4, to four, which I think is very juicy indeed. Mm. Yeah, I would have kept it at just, both, just the both teams to score, but I can see why you're tipping Peterborough win both teams to score considering Oxford haven't won away all season but they've improved a lot haven't they Oxford it wasn't that long ago that they were rock bottom of this league yeah Uh, 19th now so fair play to them they've really picked up some form there but yeah definitely for me both teams to score in that one probably probably as well for Oxford probably should never have been down there oh no I know they're they're no league one heavyweight but they definitely have this, you know, a few, few interesting players. Curtis Nelson at the back, for example, is an absolute rock. They've got Carl Robinson, obviously a relatively uh, high thought of young manager, yeah. and uh, yeah, they they shouldn't have been down there. So it's good to see them turn it around. It's not gone well for them since Michael Appleton left, has it? Really, he was doing so well with Oxford. Yeah. Um, got them promoted, then got them to the fringes of the playoffs. Then since they left, there's been a bit of disarray. But now Robinson looks like he's really starting to turn a corner, which is uh, good to see. Yes, agreed. Um, Any more in League One for you? No more for me, personally. I don't know about yourself. No. Right, you can kick us off with League Two then, my friend. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm going to go for MK Dons. MK Dons, 8 to 15. So, yes, I can hear the profit chasers. Oh, good. Tom W's, you know, tipped another short price. But, <laughs> but listen, they're there. I fancy them. I think they'll win. I've got to read it out. We won't spend too long on it. MK Dons, top of the table, unbeaten at home all season. Only conceded four goals, actually. Uh, visit inside, Carlisle. A little bit of a mixed bag, to be honest. Have won 50% of their away games this year, which is you know pretty impressive. Um, I just think MK Dons, with their unbeaten home record, um, is something that uh, will stand them in good stead. Um, and yeah, for me, I know they're short, so 
we're not going to focus on them too much, but MK Dons for me. Yeah, definitely should get another win under their belts here. Berry should win for me at home to Exeter. They're priced at 8-13. to Berry cannot stop scoring, uh, particularly in the league. They've scored four goals in three of their last four home games. It's meant, it's meant they've surged all the way up to fifth and just two points off the automatic promotion places now. We look at Exeter, and I feel like they're doing what Exeter typically do. They start very well, then they start to tail off. Like one of them front-running horses who sets the pace, gets you excited, think <laughs> they're going to win, then just gas out and end up falling back to the middle of the pack. Um, across all competitions, Exeter have now only won once in the last 10, and that came in the Football League trophy as well. So in the league, they've been performing very poorly. Um, I'm surprised they're still clinging on to a playoff place, to be honest. But yeah, they're kind of going into the Lions' den a little bit here. Uh, they're in very poor form, very, very, very good form. So I do think at eight to thirteen, this is a good price for Barry. Yeah, um, got some. Again, we they've got some like kind of big-ish names for League Two, haven't they, Barry? And yeah. um, the occasional kind of. I don't know. Nicky Maynard, it, honestly, it still perplexes me to this day <laughs> that he's playing professional football in the top four leagues. Craziness. Uh, definitely capable, aren't they? Uh, Danny Mayer particularly is a good player at this level. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look at a Nottinghamshire derby. Um, it's an early kickoff. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff. It's Mansfield Town against Notts County. Um. Are Mansfield Town in the best of form? No. Are they playing against a team that has conceded 23 goals in 10 games on the road and 41 goals in all games this season? Yes. Notts County averaging over two goals conceded, especially on the road, per game. Mansfield not shy of notching um, goals in the back of the opponent's net. Uh, they've got some really bright goal scorers at this level. Uh, Danny Rose uh, has four goals this season. The main danger man is Tyler Walker, 8-19. in 19. Mansfield are by no means perfect, but Notts County, for me, uh, is, is all about survival. Anything about trying to turn it around and do anything other than just trying to stay up as, as long gone. Mansfield, 9-20. to 20. The safer bet may be both teams to score, which is evens. But for me, uh, I fancy the yellows. Yeah. Uh, any odds on a red card, anyone? This is always red card. a one. Always one to a 50. What is it? 1-50. to 1-50. to 50. <laughs> <laughs> No, it obviously isn't, but... Yeah, this is going to be fiery. There's going to be, yeah, as Tom says, lots of uh, lots of cards, lots of horrific tackles. I can only imagine. I just hope our, I just hope our little lonely Tyler Walker gets out of it safe and alive. In all honesty, <laughs> wrap him up in cotton wool. <laughs> yeah, please. Moving on from that, then I've just got, I've literally got one more thing. It's a both teams to score tip again. It's Stevenage against Link. So the price for uh, both teams to score here is four to five. So it's pretty good, actually. Stevenish haven't been in very good form overall, but they are much better at home. In the last two home games, they've beaten both MK Dons and Oldham 3-2. So two decent sides there in this league. Lincoln, on the other hand, despite their lofty league position, they're kind of doing a West Brom. They've got one clean sheet in the last 12 games. So... They're drawing more now than they were at the start of the season, but because they've got the attacking capability to score goals, it's kind of papering over the cracks that they do concede plenty as well. So both teams to score for me here at four to five looks like a good bet. Yes, yes. Uh, quick word on League Two. I'm finding it hard this season, mm. to be honest. It's... Almost every week, I feel like Premier League, eh, Championship and League One, by far and away my favourite leagues to bet on. 
yeah. and it gets to lead two. It's so competitive. Yeah. I, I find it really tough actually to uh, to get any kind of um, any any kind of rhythm going. So yeah, yeah just a quick word on. That. I agree with your tip, by the way, uh, and I don't have anything else for league league two. Just wanted to mention that it's it's pretty tough at the moment. Let's wrap up the tips and recap last week's bomb proof trebles. So for my bomb proof treble, I had Forest. They won 2-0 against Ipswich. He also had Grimsby and Chesterfield, both teams to score. Unfortunately, the Chesterfield Mafia could not conjure up another draw and it finished 2-0 to Grimsby. <laughs> Damn the Mafia. Um, and finally, I had Sunderland to win away at Walsall. Unfortunately, they only drew one all. Yeah, disappointing, to be honest, Profit Chasers. Mine was equally as disappointing. Um, I started off well. I had Pompey away at Rochdale in the FA Cup, and they won 2-0. He also had QPR, and they lost 3-2 at home to Hull. And I had Wrexham Newport, both teams to score, and that duly delivered, and it was 0-0. Um, nice. <laughs> The joint treble, however, where we put both of our minds together, was agonising. Um, so we had Portsmouth, obviously won 2 nil, and Forest 2 nil, winners. But it was QPR that let us down. 3-2 yep. defeat at home to lowly, complete, mate in the state, Hall City. Got no words for that one. No, well, um, I probably jinxed us, to be honest, because I remember my some my exact words were something like, I cannot find any reason to back Hull in this game whatsoever. They offer nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that yeah. was an absolute curse that you just put on. Yeah, so they absolute egg-on-faced me. Yeah, fully. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if, if any Hull City fans listen to the show, um, feel free to enjoy your moment because I predict a very bleak season for you. So <laughs> enjoy enjoy your moment because I don't think it will last, put it that way. No. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, apologies for last week. That was pretty poor. We will once again read out a bomb-proof treble each this week and uh, go over the joints. So tell them all about it, Tom. Yes. So if you are new to the show and you're not sure what this bomb-proof treble malarkey is, it is the part of the show where me and Tom put together all of our research, all of our knowledge, all of our gut feeling into a treble each that we um, recommend that you back. Uh, we go for £10 stakes, uh, but that's just a guideline. Um, you can put whatever you want on it. And if you don't trust either of us independently, uh, we do do a joint bomber treble as well, giving you that extra opportunity to make some profit. Um, Tom, you've been whining and moaning about how I went first two weeks in a row. I remember that you went first last week. Yeah. So I'll let you go first one more time and then I'll wrestle it back off you next week. Oh, you generous man. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I guarantee you're going to take all my teams. Hopefully. Hopefully I do. So, um, I'm going to go for West Ham. At home to Palace, they're priced at 6-5. to five. I'm also going to go for Forest at home to Preston, priced at evens, and I know you're going to have had that one. And I'm also going to go for Berry at home to Exeter, priced at 8-13. to 13. So, that treble returns... 6.1 to 1. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, Forest should be absolute bankers, to be honest. I can't believe I'm saying that. It still doesn't feel no, real. It's weird. Um, yeah. West Ham, as you mentioned, playing a toothless Crystal Palace team. And who was your last one? Berry. Home to Exeter. Yeah, and Berry. As we mentioned, got the personnel to hurt most teams at that level. So, all right. So, my treble is called The Only Way Is Up. And that's because all of these teams are chasing promotion or 
silverware come at the end of the season. We're going to start off with the most obvious team in the entire country chasing silverware, and that's Manchester City. Uh, they play in the 5.30 kickoff, so everything could rest on them. Um, they are away at Chelsea and priced at 5-6. to six. We are also going to go for League One, League Leaders, Portsmouth. They are at home to Southampton, 4-6. to six. And we're going to go for third-placed Luton Town in League One. They have a home fixture against Fleetwood Town, priced at 8-15. to 15. Uh, it's a little bit shorter than Tom's. It's 3.68 to 1, but £10 on would still return a handsome 46.85. So definitely uh, definitely a generous price for two teams, top of their respective leagues, and the other one in third. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Obviously, Man City playing Chelsea. So that's that, for me, is the, the riskiest element of the treble there, Man City away at Chelsea. But... We've discussed why well you think City should definitely win. So um so let's look at the joint then. Um I'd like to propose this. Forest, West Ham, Portsmouth. Done. Done. That was easy. Nice and easy. And we didn't rehearse that, Profit Chasers. No. That was a legit that was a legit first time. I'm happy with that. Kind of bet. I'm taking it back. Um so yeah. That pays 6.3 to 1. So um, I'll probably put a tenner on it. That'll pay 73 quid. So, so yeah, that, that sounds, sounds fantastic to me. Fingers crossed. One, two, if not three of those trebles come in um, at the weekend. So we're going to kind of wrap up the show now. We're going to have a look at fantasy football. So double helping a fantasy football, Yeah, to uh, be honest. Unhelpfully, the leagues haven't updated with the latest points from the Wednesday night games. So, um, yeah, I could do them updating because I've done a lot better on Wednesday than I did on Tuesday. Um, all I see at the moment is red arrows. <laughs> Same as it stands, the second, I'm in 64th <laughs> and out of 98 people, and I just know it's going to go down. Honestly, next year, I'd like it to be, you know, a six-man league because the absolute heartbreak of having to scroll past 63 other people to <laughs> find yourself is killing me. Oh. But, yeah, as it stands, though, obviously, apologies if this isn't accurate uh, upon recording. Boo Gilbraith with Klepto and Son currently top. Um, again, not sure if that's going to be accurate by the time this comes out. Uh, followed by Chris Hindle, Alex Keating, Charlie Donnelly, Sam Barnard, Owen Davis. Um, that's your top six. Yeah. Um, so the league is free to enter, guys. If you have a team with the uh, official Premier League website already, you can join and you'll join at your rightful place. So if you deserve to be you know, 10th, you'll join in at 10th. You won't join at 99th, which, which would be the next, uh, the next registered team uh, would be our 99th in the league. £20 free bet on offer for the winner. And uh, Tom will put the league code in the podcast description. Uh, and if you can't be bothered to find it there, just hit us up on social media. Let's talk about social media then and keeping in touch with us after the show has finished. Um, Twitter is the best platform for us. T underscore FB podcast. Uh, so join in the fun there. Uh, we are on Facebook as well. www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And uh, you can also email us with any inquiries, suggestions, uh, or ideas. Um, football betting podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, absolutely. Please do get in touch, guys. And if you have enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. We'd really appreciate that one. Yes, we would. Uh, more reviews we get, the more you know, five-star ratings we get, the better the show gets, the better the content uh, for you guys. So, yeah, we'd really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that wraps up everything. Lots to talk about in the Premier League. For me, that's where 
the bulk of the money uh, can be made this weekend. But yeah, opportunity across all the leagues. Yes, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Send us in your winning bet slips if you are indeed lucky enough to grab a victory. And uh, until then, thank you for listening. Cheers, guys. See you next week.